Star Wars 7x7, episode 829. Today it's a briefing on the Antilles extraction. This is episode 4 for the new season of Rebels. I've got five fun facts for you about the episode that will appeal to both Rebels fans and fans of Star Wars in general, as well as a fun fact about something that almost made it to the episode but did not quite get there. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and let's talk about those fun facts. But first, before we do, I just want to tell you that this is a spoiler-filled episode of the podcast. If you have not watched this episode of Rebels and want to wait until you've watched it before you hear it, then this is your warning to save this episode for a later time. But if you don't mind being spoiled or you just want to get the scoop, then let's get right to it. Five fun facts. First of all, this takes place in and around Sky Strike Academy, which is described in the Rebels Recon recap as being the Top Gun Academy equivalent of Imperial Flight Schools. And it turns out that the Empire, in the course of becoming more and more ruthless, is also starting to alienate some of its pilots that have something resembling a conscience, which is where we get into this episode. Three pilots from Sky Strike Academy want to defect to the Rebellion, and Sabine is the agent who gets sent there to try to get them out as soon as she possibly can. However, it turns out the Empire has gotten word of the dissension in the ranks and sends Governor Price from Lethal and Agent Callus as well to investigate and see what is happening here and try and find and flush out the traitors. But here's the funny thing, and this is our second fun fact of the episode. Agent Callus is not entirely on the side of the devils, it seems. When Sabine is trying to escape from Sky Strike Academy with her defecting pilots, Agent Callus actually helps them get off of the Academy planet and tells Sabine to pass a message on to Zeb saying, we're even. Now, there's an episode in Season 2 that we have not talked about on the podcast called The Honorable Ones, where Zeb basically is responsible for helping out Agent Callus. The two of them work together to survive on this planet. And apparently Callus thinks he owes him one, and it may also have to do with the fact that Callus did not necessarily agree with the order that he received to exterminate all of the Lasat. And so, yeah, there's some history there that they apparently have worked out now, or at least Agent Callus has worked it out, but I'm not entirely sure that Callus has, in fact, worked it all out. And that gets to the third fun fact I wanted to share with you, is that the mission to go rescue these pilots is assigned by another rebel agent by the name of Fulcrum. This, of course, gets Ezra very excited when he hears that Fulcrum is back because he thinks it's Ahsoka that's back, but he finds out much to his disappointment, and I'm sure to the disappointment of millions of Star Wars fans out there, that just because it's a Fulcrum doesn't necessarily mean it's Ahsoka. There are a number of agents that are serving the Rebellion, but also trying to keep their heads down and not be picked up upon by the Empire, who are going by the name Fulcrum. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest the possibility that Agent Callus is going to be a fulcrum agent or going to be revealed to be a fulcrum agent now. 
Maybe he wasn't always. I'm going to say that it's probably something that's happened as a result of his encounter with Zeb and that episode, The Honorable Ones, from season two, because it's exactly the kind of morality issue that's being flagged for people defecting to the rebellion. Like the things that Wedge, for example, saw that made him say, you know, I can't quite do this. You know, we're not we didn't hire on to be oppressive like this and to be hurting people. That's exactly the same kind of a situation, mentally at least, morally at least, that Agent Callus probably finds himself within. And yeah, it could end up having the same result. He might start rethinking his priorities and maybe consider doing something for the rebellion instead. So that's three fun facts about the episode for you so far. The fact that Sky Strike Academy is like a top gun equivalent in the Imperial training world. The fact that there is more than one fulcrum agent out there. And the fact that Agent Callus is willing to go beyond the bounds of his duties to the Empire to serve the duties of his honor. The fourth thing that I want to share with you is the fact that it's not just Wedge who gets extracted, but there's another pilot with whom you may be familiar His name is Hobby, and I ask you to cast your mind back to The Empire Strikes Back and somebody questioning Princess Leia on her briefing before the Imperial Walkers arrive. That's the guy who says, two fighters against a Star Destroyer? That would be Hobby. Hobby is also referred to by name by Luke when he is going down in his snowspeeder and he says, Hobby, I've been hit. Now, funnily enough, Sabine, when introducing Wedge and Hobby to the Rebel Command after they return back from the mission introduces him and like hesitates over his name and says this is a hobby but doesn't actually give his real name well he has a real name at least in the starwars.com databank and that's Derek Clivian K L I V I A N but the rest of what it says in the databank about him is a little bit conflicting. It mentions that he was born on Raltir, so far so good, but it says he defected to the Rebel Alliance with Biggs Darklighter. Now, that is obviously a little bit different from what happens here, and that's going to make me jump to the thing that didn't end up in this episode, which is the fact that there was some significant advocating for Biggs to be one of the pilots that defected in this particular episode, and this you find out from the discussion on the Rebels Recon video that accompanied the episode. So no Biggs in this one, and instead a bit of a continuity issue it looks like that the Lucasfilm Story Group will have to take care of, dust up, clean up a little bit. I mean, we're bound to run into these things sometimes as they reinvent the story of Star Wars, and so Probably the simplest solution is to just pull Biggs out of the databank entry for Hobby and just come up with what Biggs' defection story is. But that, of course, will have to be a story for another time. The last thing that I wanted to share with you about the episode has to do with the fact that Sabine was the one who was chosen to go into this Imperial Academy. And in the episode, it talks about her having been a cadet in an academy for much longer, and so she has the experience necessary. Of course, Ezra actually did go undercover in an Imperial Academy as well, but... In the Rebels Recon discussion, there was a little bit more information shared about Sabine and about why she was the appropriate choice for it. Though she did not attend an Imperial Academy that was a piloting academy, it was suggested that she was in an academy that was more like the MIT of Mandalore, a very highly regarded institution. And as such, because she was part of the best and the brightest in that regard, then she would have no trouble in a standard flight academy, basically, which is 
pretty awesome. But you find out as a result of the Rebels Recon discussion and also as hinted at in some of the dialogue between Sabine and Governor Price when they get into their little tete-a-tete and fight it out, that there's something going on between the Empire and Mandalore that is going to be revealed in the depths of season three it's going to be a much more sinister kind of situation developing between those two worlds and those two powers than we yet realize and okay i'll throw you a couple other bonus things that i thought were worth remarking upon for the episode so kanan and ezra obviously are relegated to a back seat in this mission and this gives the opportunity for kanan to talk to ezra about things that are out of his control and about being calm and being patient and accepting things, which is a good Jedi lesson to share. And the other thing to share with you for the episode is that in one of the fighter simulations, the ghost shows up, which is rather remarkable, I think, that they programmed the ghost into the fighter simulations for the Imperials to show how unpredictable their enemies could be and how they might show up in ships that they don't expect to be attacked by and yet could definitely be attacked by, and so the Imperials are already beginning to adapt to what the Rebellion is starting to look like and things like the Ghost that will show up as a part of it. And that, my rebellious friends, is going to do it for our briefing on Star Wars Rebels Episode 4 of Season 3, The Antilles Extraction. Wedge has been extracted along with Hobby from the Imperial Top Gun-style piloting academy, and I hope we get to see more of them running missions for the Rebels in future episodes. I'd love to know what you thought about this episode, so do chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. Stay tuned, we've got trivia for you after the break. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia answer from yesterday and a new question for you today. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Last time I asked you why it's so hard for Rey to turn the shields on while she's flying the Millennium Falcon, and that's because the shields are part of the co-pilot's controls, not the pilot's controls, and they're all the way across the other side of the cockpit. Today's question, how many Rathtars are Han and Chewie carrying aboard their freighter? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. 
But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.